Well, good morning. Great to have you guys with us. And uh, we are going to begin a new series today, a series called Family Matters. All right. Family Matters. So kind of a play on words there, really, quite frankly. Family matters. Like it's important. Right. And let's make sure we get our family cared for well. And and how do we do that? By taking care of the details of the family, the Family matters, all right? And so we're going to be walking through family matters, and uh, we're going to be walking through this in a couple different segments, and uh, just making sure we cover this, starting with um, women today, and then men. Why are we doing that? I always start with the men. What are we doing starting with the women, Tim? Uh, next week is Father's Day. So guys, your week's coming, all right? And so we're going to hold that off for Father's Day. This is a rare time, but we'll start with ladies today, and then men, and then we'll build on that and go to marriage and, uh, and then go to parenting and communication. And uh, I'm not married. And, and I don't have kids. How does this apply to me? And uh, so hear me on this. It's important that through the whole of this series, you're not just thinking, is this exactly me today? But it's also, where am I headed? What do I need to know? What could I learn? How could this shape a bit of my thinking or my approach so that God has me better prepared to be that when I am there? All right. And uh, so that's where we're headed. And uh, are we good? Do we have a slide? Are we okay? We do have a slide. Let's throw the slide up. And uh, so this is the slide that we're going to be building off of. You can see the building blocks here. So you see the men of God, women of God on the bottom. If we do not have that in place the rest of it isn't going to work, all right? And so it is first and foremost about as individuals getting that work done. That's what we're going to be talking about in the first two weeks. Off of individuals who are running right with God, then you put the marriage of God over it. Now they're working together to become one, all right? And then you start getting something beautiful happening as God is working in two people to create one awesome marriage for him. From a strong marriage and strong individuals, you can then have strong parenting. And how many times do we end up talking about a marriage problem or a parenting problem? And in fact, we have to back it all the way down into something with each individual and how they're approaching life or their God. All right. And so we're going to build this thing together and we're going to make a strong family. And all of God's people said, that's right. That was a good, strong amen. like to hear that. And uh, so here we go. Let's walk through it. Today, we're going to be walking through a woman of God. What does a woman of God look like? So turn with me to Proverbs chapter 31, uh, verse 10. And uh, if you need a Bible, just uh, raise your hand. The ushers will come forward and uh, they'll get a Bible to you. I love it. Actually, had somebody raise their hand before I even said that today. So we have a rhythm going, right? Proverbs 31, uh, verse 10. And uh, so turn with me there. I want to tell you that in this passage, get ready, he deals with a lot of task first. And then he gets to relationship towards the end of it. So be aware as we're moving through, okay? Be patient as we're moving through and uh, be learning and kind of gleaning along the way, all right? There's a lot of verses here in Proverbs 31. Uh, in fact, there's like 22 verses here. And uh, anybody got a guess as to 22? Can keep thinking in your head as to why. Why in the world would he do that? And, and uh, I'll just throw it out for you just so you know. Uh, it's built off the Hebrew alphabet, all right? They call it the Aleph Bait. And so each verse starts with the next letter in the alphabet. It's like God saying, this is the complete package, man. This is what it looks like to be a total woman of God. All right, that's what's going on. And uh, the recipient of this segment is actually guys. Uh, Heads up, you need to be looking for this kind of wife and this kind of woman uh, in your relationship, all right? And so as we're walking through it today, it's not 
uh, guys check out. We're talking about women of God. It's guys wake up. Uh, this is who you need to be looking for and praying for. And maybe you're already married. Then this is who you need to be encouraging and praying for strongly. Please hear me, guys. This is every guy looking at me now. Guys, this is not the I'm going to take notes on everywhere I see a shortcoming today. That is not the game plan. This is the let me help encourage and pray for and come alongside in every way I can. Encourage, like at the things I'm seeing going well, and pray for, all right? And then let's watch God do a mighty work. Amen? All of God's men said? Amen. Yeah, I even heard a few women in there. That's good. All right. So here we go. Uh, we're going to start. Point number one, she is priceless and trustworthy. She is priceless and trustworthy. It starts out verse 10, an excellent wife who can find she is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. An excellent wife who can find. All right. He's saying, wow, uh, look for a woman who's got it going on. An excellent wife. And in fact, this word wife, uh, some of your passages may say woman. And uh, the word in the Hebrew uh, is a word that could be used either way. It could mean either wife or woman. And so by context, you have to decide which it is. Many of the translations went with wife. Uh, a few did go with woman. And uh, both would be appropriate for the word. And in fact, if you walk through the whole of the scripture, you're going to see it's appropriate to really go either way. It's going to apply into the marriage heavily, but it applies to all women. All right. And uh, in the next passage or segment there in verse 11, he says the heart of her husband Part of her husband trusts her. And, and in actuality, that word in the original, it's not the word for husband. It's the word for um, one who watches over or Lord, if you even want to go that strong. And uh, so it could mean a father figure or husband figure or somebody who's working with them and partnering with them on the male side. All right. So that's where it goes. Probably best to think of it as husband and wife as the primary. But this applies to all women. All right. An excellent wife. That word excellent is a military term. Did you know that? Military. That's what he pulls out of the bag first. And he's like, strong, courageous, uh, growing, uh, absolutely has it together when it comes to war. Great and mighty. That's what the word excellent means. All right? Strong, able to handle tough circumstances. And uh, inside, tough. An excellent wife. Far more precious than jewels. He's like, let me just give you a word picture. If you're standing in the middle and there's a chasm on either side and you have to leap one way or the other. And this way is stacked with rubies and diamonds and wealth. And, and this way has one woman who's got it going on. Leap this way, man. That's what he's saying. Forget about that. Leap this way because I'm telling you with her God's going to be able to grow you and shape you. And the wealth is nothing compared to what you can have with her. And priceless. That's what he's saying. Everybody say priceless. Priceless. That's what it looks like to be a woman of God working in a relationship with others. It says the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. Uh, because she is so locked into what God is doing and so... Um, valuable to the efforts of what God wants done in the family, he can trust her with things and say, hey, babe, can you take care of that? And she's got it. Uh, 
She's not forgetting it. She's not doing it poorly. She's got it. He can trust her. And in fact, she does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She's consistent and uh, following through. And uh, ladies, it's a big deal. Follow through well, right? And uh, trustworthy the whole way. This is the setup for being able to grasp where we're headed. She is priceless and trustworthy. Uh, Ladies, the church does not run well without you. The home does not run well without you. Uh, You, on fire for your God, completely trustworthy, is part of God's plan. That's when he stepped back and went, very good. Right? When he had put the two together, husband and wife. So that's what we're looking at. All right. Second point. She works extremely hard. She works extremely hard. It says she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. All right. I got to be honest with you. I got no idea what flax is. I'm just saying the only time I've used the word flax is when I'm playing the game pit and I have two cards in my hand I need to trade. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You're like, two, two, and you get rid of it. And you're like, thank goodness, no more flax in my hand. That's the only time I've ever used. How many know the game pit? You know what I'm talking about? You just dated yourself, just so you know. <laughs> Join me in that. And uh, cool card game from, I don't know what, the 70s or 80s or something. And, uh, but it's still around today, Tim. Okay. She seeks wool and flax, meaning She's going to be making clothing. She's going to be working hard. One of the things in this society at this time was clothing was not something you purchased. It was something you made. And she was good with her hands. She had skill set to do it. She could take care of the family in it. Uh, She was going to go after making clothing and uh, works with willing hands. Uh, In fact, the word willing hands literally means hands that delight. Hands that delight. She enjoys her job daily. Um, She understands that God's called her to it. She grasps it and she somewhat celebrates the job she gets to do as she does it. Uh, People like being around her while she's doing her job because she's enjoying doing the job. Okay. And uh, so as we go through today, ladies, hear me. I've already seen a bunch of facial expressions. (laughs) So as we go through today, we're working together on this. And forever we're at, we're going to just be growing a little bit more as we take some challenges. Everybody hear me on that? And so we'll grow a little bit and just find the spot you're going to go after and praise God for his word. I'm sharing his word. All right. She seeks wool and flax. She works with willing hands. Get ready, ladies. Uh, yes, the next one is true. God calls you to shop. And all of God's ladies said... That's right. God calls you to shop. Now we got you waking up. Verse 14. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. Uh, she is willing to go off and get things and bring them back. She is willing to shop for what's needed in the home. Food, clothing, taking care of the family. Shopping is biblical. Okay? Yeah. Amen. Let's close in prayer. Yeah. No. So shopping is biblical. And I'm telling you, it says right here uh, that she goes and gets stuff from afar. What's that saying? It's, it's alluding to variety, being able to bring variety into the home, things from different nations and with different tastes and looks and, and able to help shape the home with a little bit of variety as you provide. It might mean that you are going to Chicago to shop. It might 
mean you're going to Bloomington. It might mean you just need to shop at the Target right next door to you or whatever, okay? And and you're looking around and you're getting what's needed, all right? Uh, please hear me on this. A little statement about shopping. It does not mean you spend money you don't have, okay? It does not mean you buy things you don't need. The illusion here is to, or he's alluding to buying the things you need with the money you have, taking care of the family wisely, all right? Wisdom deployed during shopping, all right? So it is legit for you to stand up and you're like, I'm going shopping. And the family's like, what? And you're like, that's right. Proverbs 31, 14 going down right now. <laughs> all right. Just make sure you do it wisely and do it well. All right. Taking care of the family, not spending what you don't have. Uh, she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. Uh, up early. Understanding the tasks of the day and the busyness that's needed in order to get it accomplished, she's ready to work hard up before the sun rises sometimes to get it accomplished. And for the household, for the kids and and the husband and maybe any other family members that are living with you or staying with you for a season, uh, but also a portion for her maidens. Uh, This scripture is alluding to help. It is not wrong to have help. It is not wrong to have help in the home, all right? And there are times where babysitters make sense to take care of the children while you're maybe cleaning up something in the house that you can't get to with the little ones running around or being able to get out and shop where it couldn't happen with them as well. And it's not wrong to have a babysitter. It's not wrong to have a babysitter while you go out with your husband and build a little relationship time. Uh, It's not wrong to have help in the home. It's not even wrong. Uh, this this is an, uh, a word here, maiden, is talking about people who help at the house cleaning. Uh, and so we got to be careful. Uh, how many times do we think through things and we're like, well, biblically, the woman should just be in the home, da-da-da-da-da. You hear that phrase. That's not what you see in Proverbs 31. It's great that she's in the home. And yes, working in the home, absolutely, that'll be a big part of it. But it's not wrong to have help in that. All right? At times, having help in that, very wise. And uh, you have to choose when. Again, let me put the boundaries on it. If there's not funding for that, that's not what God's asking you to do. Clear enough? Be careful. Don't spend what you don't have. And uh, But partnering in it so that you can get things done. Here's another boundary point. Uh, well, I have people cleaning my house so I can uh, lay outside and get a tan. Uh, it's not about being able to build in laziness. It's about being able to get to other work. And so you have some people helping you with this work. All right? It's partnership to get more work done. Okay, working hard. Uh, it's legit to partner. You're caring for your family and even then some. Uh, you're taking care of those around you. You love them and you're pouring your life into it. Um, 1986, there was a survey done. And uh, they surveyed women in Minnesota and women in Japan. Okay? And uh, they asked this question, what would it take for your kids to be successful academically? What would it take for your kids to be successful academically? Top five answers, and then you distilled it down and got one, all right? So women in Minnesota, they said these, this word. This is the one word, ability. Like, what has God gifted them with, right? Japan, this is the one word, effort. Do you hear the difference? Uh, maybe it even says something about our cultures nowadays, right? But effort, work hard. And, and where you're lacking a little bit, pour it on all the more. And, and watch God bless as you work hard. I'm telling you, that is a biblical position. And God's calling for that right here. 
uh, ladies, to be pouring in the time and the effort in your home, with your kids, with your family, and yes, maybe even outside of, right? We'll get to that in a little bit. And uh, But be ready. God's calling you to work, not to find ways to not work, all right? Working hard. So uh, question, uh, we're designed to work hard. How are you doing? Ladies, how's that going in your home? And uh, are you being able to fill the hours the right way and in a wise way to be able to make sure that the hard work is done? Maybe even finding wise moments to get help, either from kids, family, right? That's a very appropriate that they're partnering with you uh, or even partnering from outside. And uh, working hard, how are you doing at that? All right, third point. She shares the responsibility of financial strength in the home. She shares the responsibility of financial strength in the home. Uh, says she considers a field and buys it with the fruit of her hands. She plants a vineyard. Are you kidding me? Like this woman is out buying property. Okay. Making it happen. Now I want to say this is probably a bit unusual for this time frame that there would be enough cash flow that she could actually get out and buy land and be considering that kind of a bit on her own. It looks like here she's making some wise decisions and he's remember from verse 10 and 11, he's trusting her. And uh, so be careful with this one. Now, ladies, this doesn't mean to go out and buy a piece of property today. All right. Bad application of that. Everybody say bad application. I agree. Glad the ladies answered on that one. Good. Bad application. Uh, well, this is not saying just go buy property, but it is saying, look, be responsible for the finances within the home as well. It's not wrong to, and in fact, it's appropriate to know exactly what's going on with the finances and to even be partnering in that. Uh, it might mean that the, there's enough income coming in with uh, the role of the husband and what's happening there. And, and so you don't have to, and you can pour into the home in other ways. Great. It might mean that you choose to be outside the home for part-time or even full-time. There's some work that needs to be done there. Uh, my only request to that is be careful. Uh, care for the kids wisely. Uh, make sure you're cautious in that thinking. There is not a biblical statement that says thou shalt only be in the home. That is an inappropriate statement. Notice I use the word only, okay? I'm trying to be very careful with words today. I know I'm going to get some emails this week. <laughs> Let's be very cautious with this though. Biblically, she is working outside the home somewhat. She's doing a lot in the home, but she is outside the home somewhat. She is responsible financially. And so I'm telling you, there's a lot of movement going on today about it's inappropriate. Maybe like just the woman should just maybe do uh, homeschooling and uh, home care and be done. And that's great if that works out or, or not even homeschooling, just, just care for the house. And that's great if that works out. But if there's a moment of financial need in the house, it might be time to get a job part-time. All right. Partner in the financial needs of the home. Take some responsibility with that. Uh, please be careful in that. Uh, there was a season where we were uh, homeschooling. Jana was doing the brunt of the work uh, and she was cleaning the house and taking care of that and doing all the shopping and all that goes with caring for family. And that was more than enough. And she did that. And, and we had income that covered it and everything was great. There was a season where we decided our kids should be in the public schools because of the advantages of what they could be involved in there in the schools. And uh, so they moved into the junior high and the high school and uh, that opened up some time. And it freed some things up. And in fact, at this point, John has been able to work with us as the women's director. And uh, just phenomenal what's been going on. 
So you know what? There's different seasons and different times. It doesn't mean that it always has to be one way. Be working through that and considering what that looks like, all right? But yes, God calls you to be financially partnering with what's going on in the home. Partnering, okay? She plants a vineyard. Wow. She's got it going on. She puts a lot of work in. It probably means she's employing some people as well. Uh, she's definitely a hard worker and she gets after it. She dresses herself with strength and she makes her arms strong. It is not wrong to be physically fit. Oh, that's my wife saying that. So it is not wrong on July 27th to be doing a half Ironman. That's what John is going to be doing. It is not wrong to be on the sideline eating donuts with your kids. That's... <laughs> That's what I'm going to be doing. And uh, we'll watch our calorie intake. Don't worry about it. Uh, all right. She dresses herself with strength, makes her arms strong. Ladies, uh, seriously, there was a time period, a long t- hundreds of years, where the thing was to be extremely out of shape and absolutely no sun. You needed to look pasty white and terribly out of shape. Why? Because it showed that you were well-to-do. I'm so wealthy, I don't have to do anything. I lay around, inside. And, and that was what was supposed to be feminine, all right? And, and biblically, uh-uh. Planting vineyards, working hard. There's going to be strong arms in it, strong back in it. Uh, it's okay to uh, be working out and in shape, all right? That's a part of it. And uh, it's going to come with the hard work. That's what he's saying. Hard work's going to bring strength, all right? Hopefully we're clear enough on that. Let's move on. Uh, She is savvy. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. She reasons wisely as she's partnering in this financial. Um, She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. She's making some things that other people are like, that's gorgeous. I'd buy that if you were selling that. And she's like, maybe I should do that. And and this is a time where you can be partnering together, husbands and wives, talking about different things that could work in or out of the home. And and, um, she perceives these things. She's wise about it. Notice it says her lamp does not go out at night. And uh, this doesn't mean she works nonstop day and night. That's not what it means. Some have translated it that way or interpreted it. It does not mean she never sleeps. That will drive you nuts. Okay. Actually, if you go to Matthew 25, verse 4, it talks about uh, the five virgins and they're preparing their lamps and they have enough oil so that it will last through the night. It means you're planning ahead. It's speaking more to your planning skill set than to your never sleeping. Okay, that's what's going on. And so you may even be asleep, but the oil in the lamp is still burning and it's allowing maybe even others to work depending on what's happening. Like if it's a field and late at night work or whatever. Um, but the, her lamp does not go out means she's planning. That's how smart she is. She's thinking ahead and she's getting what's going on. So ladies, uh, it's not wrong to plan, uh, considering what has to come next. And, and so many of you are built to plan and, uh, it's not wrong to not plan sometimes. <laughs> That's just me talking. I would love to have some moments like John and I talk through our things and John is a planner and, and I'm more like I work hard and then I relax hard. And so like we're kicking back and I didn't plan to say this. So now I'm going to get, I don't know where I'm going. So here we go. 
and we're sitting outside and, and, uh, we're enjoying and she'll bring up, Hey, what about, Hey, what about? And all of a sudden I'm flipping a nut. I can't even think straight just because the stuff's coming up. And so be careful about when you share your planning. Let me just say that, but plan away. We need it. And we depend on it. The house is running. My house runs superbly well. And it's not because of the one you're looking at right now. Jonna does a great job taking care of the home. And the planning goes a long way. And uh, there's just times where I'm maybe not as prepared to hear it, but the planning goes a long way. So plan well and uh, just take the right times to talk that through, all right? Can we get more practical, right? That's what we're trying to walk through here is some extremely practical application of Scripture. Um, Last one, she puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. And uh, so if you're like me, you'd have to look those words up this week, right? You're like, I don't know what I'm putting my hand to and I don't know what I just did. And this is really just alluding to sewing and taking care of the clothing needs. Again, I, like I said, uh, they purchased uh, the food but uh, sometimes, but they did not purchase clothing typically. And so they made their own. That's what this is alluding to is her work, her skill set within the home and her working handily and skillfully within the home. Uh, it does not mean thou shalt sow or thou art in sin. It does not mean that. But it does mean care for the needs of the home, all right, in a wise way. And uh, if that means you're wisely spending through Proverbs 31:14 in the shopping mode, uh, then so be it, all right? But care for those wisely. Um, yeah. So a financial strength in the midst of it. I just want to say this overall. Uh, ladies, uh, your job is to take care of family relationally to take care of family emotionally, to take care of family physically and spiritually. That's a lot going on, isn't it? And it's fair to partner in that with your husband and to hear what's going on with the finances and know pieces of it and play a role in it. That's what this is calling to, is just playing a role in that, being aware of it, that you're not blindsided if anything comes up and that you're actually able to help out where there's needs, all right? Financially capable of being a part of, all right? So question, uh, how are your finances? Uh, If the answer is, I have no idea, um, then the first step is, let's have a little talk about finances. Just help me understand what's going on, all right? For some of you, you're like, I run the finances, okay? And fair to hear that. Uh, It's okay to be like, ladies paying the bills, and that's fine. Uh, It's not that that's unbiblical, Okay, we have a lot of weird things that have popped into the church culture that have somehow been stated as biblical and they're not mandated. Uh, It's okay for the guys to be paying the bills. It's okay for the girls to be paying the bills. It's not okay for either side to not know what's going on. All right. So that's what it looks like. So question, how's your finances? Second, um, is it possible that maybe it's a time where you need to be setting something down in the home? And be considering what it looks like to participate in helping in those financial needs in the home. Uh, That's a sensitive topic. I know that. Uh, Be careful with that. Please don't blow up family. We are all over caring for the family primary. We get that. But there might be some needs where you need to get some kind of a job that would bring in some cash flow that would help. It might even mean you have to stop doing something within the home that you are doing right now in order to make that happen. And uh, be careful. Consider your finances Take care of it with your husband. This is a partnership deal. All right? Um, Okay. Uh, All right, this seems like a lot of marriage talk, and I'm not married. What do I do? And uh, my request is keep taking notes, keep processing through. uh, What's God calling you to be? If you are a woman, what does it look like to be headed for this? 
Uh, maybe you're junior high or high school or college, and it's like, these are some things I need to be figuring out. I need to be forming my thoughts on this and be locking it into Proverbs 31, okay? And, and maybe you're a guy then, and you're not married right now. Please be considering this is the kind of woman you're looking for, all right? God working in someone's life where he's stirring them towards Proverbs 31. All right, number four. Uh, she provides for her family and the poor. Start in verse 20. She provides for her family and the poor. It says, she opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hand to the needy. Uh, you have an eye for the needs around you. And you're able to help with that. God's given you a heart to care for those around you. And you see it and you reach out. Ladies, this is what a calling is. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of hurts that have come up in this body. I mean, even just uh, right this weekend, right, with Jeff Mulich passing away. And we've got a visitation tomorrow from 4 to 8 and a funeral on Tuesday. And the number of women who have come forward saying, can I help and how, has been awesome. And uh, even watching neighbors uh, of the Muliches and how they've come over and just said, what can I do to help out? And uh, this is what it looks like. An eye for the hurting and what can you do to reach into that need? Uh, it doesn't mean you blow the rest up. All of this is about balance. Everybody say balance. Right? So it's not just lock into one thing and forget about the others, but balance, all right? And caring for the needy can be a piece of that. Uh, bringing some food or doing something to help them out in a tough spot, all right? She opens her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hand to the needy. She is not afraid of snow. I didn't misread that. She is not afraid. Of, she is a snowboarder. And a downhill skier, and she loves snowball fights. No, that's not what it means at all. All right? She is not afraid of snow, and it says afterwards why. She is not afraid of snow uh, for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. Like, I have provided well. I have planned well. Uh-oh, weather's going to be tough. Got it under control. No problem. Not worried about that, all right? And so taking care of your family and being able to handle any weather condition because you know wisely what might be coming and you've uh, covered that, all right? That's what it looks like. Uh, mom knows what she's doing, right? And, and so we're trusting mom to cover us in scarlet, according to this, right? And uh, so get some appropriate winter weather stuff and appropriate summer stuff. It doesn't mean you go out of control and spend money you don't have. How many times have I said that already today? Be careful what you spend, but be wise in managing for them, for your family, all right? Notice it says scarlet. It says right after it some other things, linen and purple. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. And uh, just a little observation. Uh, most homes... The bed uh, of the husband and wife has been designed and decorated by the wife. Let's be honest. And uh, it's true for ours. And, and like I walk in, and I'm like, oh, we got new bed coverings. <laughs> That's where we are. And so we moved to purple or whatever. Okay, then there we go. And uh, just so you know, I'm a guy and uh, I'm not worried about that much. And uh, so I'm good with whatever goes on there. Just uh, be careful with the spending of it and make it make sense. And But notice she loves to be messing around with the scarlets and the and the fine linens and and the purples and it's not wrong to have an interest in what's beautiful we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a second all right her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land did you know this ladies when you live 
in a powerfully respectable, strong way, your husband gets more respected. Did you know that? As you respect your husband, others begin to respect him. As you shut him down, others wonder what's going on. Uh, It's seen in the subtle and in the very not subtle. But uh, what it's saying here is you're living an impeccable life and your husband is probably also now living that impeccable life. And together, things are going phenomenally well. And now he's sitting in a place of honor and wisdom. And uh, well, I'm living an impeccable life. And that's not really happening with me and my husband right now. And, and uh, 1 Peter chapter 3 is your passage. And uh, we're not going to be in it today, but lock in on it. If that's where you are, uh, God's got some very strong answers for you. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. All right? And so if you want to look at that, that's great. Uh, Her husband is known in the gates uh, when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. Uh, She delivers sashes to the merchant. Here we are again with the financial wherewithal and wisdom. All right? Uh, Women knowing what's going on and taking care of things um, for the family and the poor. Hudson Taylor was a guy who uh, did missions to China. He was excited about it. He was calling for millions of missionaries to go to China. And uh, whatever would come, would come. God would move. And uh, he had one quote. This was his quote. Uh, Depend on it. Uh, God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. Right? God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. Now, that's a very important that you phrase it this way. Because what we're saying is if God wants it done, he's going to supply it so it gets done. Period. If God doesn't want it done, he's not going to be so much on supplying that. And so when you find yourself struggling with, there's no supply here, I can't make it happen, God might be speaking. All right? And he might be asking you to move in a different direction to get things accomplished. But God's work in God's way will have God's supply. Long to see his hand move. I'm telling you, we make decisions around here about which ministries we're going to run next by looking at God's supply. Do we see the money able to be able to support that ministry? Do we see leadership? Do we see it aligning with our vision of what we're accomplishing? We go after it that way. God's work, God's way, God's supply. Uh, Go after it the same way in the home, ladies. Prayerfully. Not just you desiring what you want, and so you just go do it. But prayerfully, God, what do you think of this? And maybe he shuts it down with no supply for the time. Then he's saying something. Let God lead in that, all right? And hear what he has to say. So question, ladies, are you trusting God? Are you looking for the need and the opportunity and letting God provide for you that you can provide out? Are you trusting him? It's a huge moment in your home. It will be felt Remember, we've talked about this, low control, high trust. That's what brings the peace in the home, right? This is right back to Philippians 4. Low control, high trust. Trust your God, watch him work, all right? Number five, she is wise. She is wise. Strength and dignity are her clothing. Strength and dignity are her clothing. She can handle tough situations because of God's strength in her soul. And so she is strong, inner strength in her spirit, strength and dignity. She, she respects herself and she respects her God. She has strength and dignity. And that 
is where she spends her time clothing herself. Clothing herself. Uh, This does not mean that she is not wearing any other clothes. Right? She obviously, like awkward, yeah, she's obviously wearing clothes. But she's spending her time on this character stuff, right? And and so strength and dignity are her clothing. And uh, the thing is, is our society has made physical clothing the thing to think about all the time. Right? The thing to spend the money on, the thing to go after repeatedly. And, and so I'd be remiss if we didn't just talk a little bit about clothing for just a moment. All right? So we're going to talk about the M word, modesty. So here we go. Everybody take a deep breath. Do it with me. Head back and forth if you need to. We're going to talk a little bit about modesty. All right? So here we go. I want to be very careful. We are not going to give some black and white rules to modesty. It doesn't work. And uh, there's a number of reasons it doesn't work. The basic, because style changes nonstop, and you're always going to have to change your principles or your statements to it. Uh, principle can stay the same, but your statements to it are going to have to adjust. So let's throw a heart check out there. All right? Heart check. And modesty is super important. Uh, we can end up in a lot of problems in our society and our church if we're not careful with it. All right? So heart check. Guys, I'm talking to you first. All the guys looking up here. Uh, guys, heart check. Uh, if you... Find yourself in a spot where you have looked with your eyes upon a woman and there ends up being wrong thinking. Uh, The word would be lust biblically. Please hear me. That needs to be owned by you right then and there. All right. We'll get to the women in just a second. But you must own your own sin. Uh, James chapter 1 verse 13. Every man is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Own it. All right. And there's ways to manage your eyes and ways to manage your thinking. And we're going to talk about that next week. All right. So hang on, guys. We're going to get that covered. But I'm telling you, please own your sin. If you're ending up in a struggle with your eyes, do not blame the billboards and the people and the whatever else. They are a lot of fences that you're going to have to put up possibly. But I'm telling you, your lust is your lust. You got to own that heart check. All right. And all of God's meds have. All right. Got to own that. Okay. Ladies, heart check. Here we go. Modesty. Uh, This is not a hemline check. We're not doing measurements now. We're going to do heart check. All right. So the first statement, it's okay to love beauty. It's okay to love beauty. God designed it beautiful. He designed this world and got done saying very good. And ladies, you're phenomenal at managing beauty and beautiful things. And it's okay to like that and desire that. Uh, Just, you want a good example? Uh, Have you taken a look at our gatherings? Like when we do a men's gathering, the atrium is like the same as it always is. And it's got some granola bars and some water. All right. And then the ladies do their gathering, right? You just did it on Thursday night. There are like 350 people. There's like all these gorgeous tablecloths and tables, different heighted tables all over the place. And these little uh, foo-foo cups of things. I don't even know what is in that stuff. You got desserts all over, these little tiny spoons in it, sunflowers the size of my head, right? You got color splash all over the place. The room looks completely different. You guys did a phenomenal job decorating, powerful worship night. Ladies, you do a great job. Uh, with beauty. You do a good job with that. And it's not wrong to do that. Okay. Um, second statement though. Beauty is much more than just uh, your shape. Beauty is much more than just a sexual revealing. Okay. Beauty and can include, and I just threw these words out, a uh, color, creativity, class, 
character. Consider that, okay? All too often, the clothing lines today simply consider shape. And uh, consider more than that. And try to express into that uh, beauty. Have a blast with it. But be careful, okay? That it doesn't just go down one path. All right. Third statement on modesty. Uh, Get ready. This is kind of an important one. Uh, Do not dress to draw the lust of the guy or the envy of the girl. Do not dress to draw the lust of the guy or the envy of the girl. The lust of the guy. Like if you're trying to dress and you're getting done and you're like, oh, he is so going to want this. That's a problem moment. Can I just say that? That's a problem moment. And if you're walking around with that kind of thinking and dressing, you're going to be creating problems out in the world where the guy is having to go, I got to own that. I got to own that. And and that's not where we want to be. All right. So be careful and consider what you're doing and how you're doing it. If the thought is, I'm trying to get an eye this way. Remember the word attractive, right? It's attracting something. What is it? If it's attracting a sexual look and a sexual eye, that's not where you want to be. All right? Be very cautious with that. Um, Okay. So not to draw the lust of the guy or the envy of the girl. To be like, I'm labeled as the EST, the IST, the most, the, right? I want them to think this of me and... Be cautious with that, all right? Uh, Watch what you're doing. Uh, It is great to dress beautifully. It is great to express into that. It is great to have a blast with it. Just don't make it all about the shape. Include other things. And uh, careful what your main heart goal is, all right? So let me just say this as a a fourth statement on on the uh, heart check. Um, Each morning when you get dressed, here's a suggestion. Just have a little talk with God in the midst of your preparing And just say, Lord, I'm dressing for you right now. And somehow in the midst, if you just got done going, he is so going to want. And then you stand up and you're like, God, for you, never mind, I'll change. Right? Isn't that what's going to go on? And so heart check yourself. Put a little bit of prayer moment in it. Talk about it. Be thoughtful of it. Think through what God is doing in and through your life. And the statement he can make. And make this an expression of the fact that you know the king of the universe. All right? All right. That's a heart check on modesty. Uh, Tim, I have absolutely no idea what draws the eye the wrong way. I just don't even get it. I'm a lady. I'm trying. I dress. And then I get told this doesn't work. And all right, let me just give you five quick statements. I'm not even going to go into defining them. I'm just going to give them. And then you can spend the five hours working out at home that we did this week. Okay. We had a lot of family talk this week on some of these words. So here you go. Five questions to decide if it's too sexual. Is it too high? Right? Talking skirt or dress. Is it too high? Too low? The shirt? Too exposing? Like, depending on how I stand or how I move, shouldn't be revealing that way, right? Too exposing? Too tight? Or too emphasizing? What do you mean by those? I don't even want to really go there. (laughs) I'm telling you. This is a lot of conversation time. And I'm just going to tell you that it will spark positions that different people have. Please do not uh, force your position upon other people and other families. But your family needs to make these decisions about those five things. How does it work? What does it look like? In what ways is it going to work? You're going to probably need to talk every time a new clothing line comes out. Every time a new season hits. And, and be careful. 
and put some principles down, not some black and white rules that can't be followed more than two months, all right? And I'm telling you, you put these modesty things in place, it helps you de-emphasize the clothing and emphasize the character that God's calling you to, all right? That's the awesome piece. So let's look a little bit more here. He talks uh, more about the wise. He says, she opens her mouth with wisdom. The teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Like, you know what to say and you say it well. You care for people with your words. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. She understands that in wisdom, she needs to be working hard for the needs of the home. And her children rise up and call her blessed. Well, that happens every day, doesn't it? Exactly. Her children rise <laughs> Her children rise up and call her blessed. Uh, or some other very appropriate word that is very uplifting. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you, you surpass them all. And uh, look, I'm telling you, when you get all of these tasks in place, phenomenal things happen in the home. Okay? This is a lot of stuff, Tim. And I appreciate it. It's like fire hose, isn't it? And uh, why go here instead of a couple of the other passages in Scripture? Because a lot of the other passages uh, emphasize just uh, a spirit, but not the, the work. And I'm telling you, when you see what God's called women to be and do in the home, you should be shocked and stunned and absolutely stirred to be praying for them and encouraging them in the midst of a huge calling. God's got an awesome respect for you ladies. And this church goes nowhere without you. And your home goes nowhere without you. And be considering what God's called you to in these tasks. Notice the relationship that gets emphasized. She looks at the ways of her household. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband praises her. And there's a great relationship that goes on. Ladies, don't get so caught up in the task that there's no time for people. Okay? That can happen. You get your long list and all of a sudden you can't get time to get to caring for the hearing time. Uh, spending time with your kids after school to get a little debrief on how they did and what's going on and hear from them and uh, from your husband and talking back and forth and him hearing from you. Guys, save a few words. Uh, guys, maybe short on words. Spend some time at night hearing from your spouse. And uh, this is an important relationship, okay? Absolutely essential. Uh, blessed and awesome. Oh, that'd be nice to hear, wouldn't it? Who doesn't want to hear that? And so here's the game plan to hear blessed and awesome. So question, uh, how's your character? How are you doing it? Choosing the clothing, choosing the words, choosing your work, choosing your time with your family so that God can be blessed as you have a balance in your home. This is kind of all of it coming together. She is wise. All right. And then last, she loves the Lord and prioritizes her character over the physical. She loves the Lord and prioritizes her character over the physical. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her words praise, works praise her in the gates. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. Uh, the physical passes away. And we all know that, right? We all get that. But at the same time, uh, we often continue to focus there most heavily. And, uh, so be careful, ladies. Uh, while you do have a great eye for the beautiful, try to focus that on the beauty of the heart, primary, and, and the physical, secondary. Okay? 
Notice it says, a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Fears the Lord. Like awestruck by his greatness. We did a whole series on awestruck from November and December. And uh, if you haven't been with us or you want to refresh it, go back. We walked through the book of Isaiah. Just seeing his greatness and how awesome our God is. That he spoke this universe into existence. And for you and me. He is right here with us, with a plan for us. And ladies, your job is to know him, to know his power and to know his sufferings and be blown away by him. Fear the Lord, awestruck by his majesty and glory. And then love your God so much that it spills over to loving others. That's what it looks like to be fearing the Lord. Um, Your most powerful worship will be when you have a sense of fear of God. If you don't have a sense of fear, there is actually a smallness coming to God and a bigness of you. I got it. And remember how great he is. And remember what he's giving us through the cross. And worship him for it. All right? Fear the Lord. It's all about the character of the heart. I just want to say this. First Peter chapter 3, 1 through 7. We're not going to go there. But just a couple of words that come out of there about the heart. Uh, respectful and pure conduct. Uh, Ladies, as you do the work, it's with a great attitude, uh, understanding that God placed you there. Respectful and pure conduct. Smiling about the situation that God may have placed you in. Right? We just got done talking about it in Philippians 4. And uh, make sure that you spend some time letting God know how thankful you are for the role he's given you. Respectful and pure conduct. And then the other one in there is gentle and quiet spirit. Gentle and quiet spirit. Uh, Let those two play together. Proverbs 31. Strong. Taking that place and making it need to be, uh, be what it needs to be. Making sure that God's being honored as you're running that home the way it needs to be. Gently. And with a quiet spirit. Man, if you can get those two, your children will call you blessed. And your husband will praise your name. And if they don't come talk to us, we'll help out. (laughs) Right? That's what it looks like for us to say, God, you first. Lord, may we worship you with everything we have. God, may we center on you and your role that you've called us to. And, And ladies, you have an awesome role to be worshiping your king, to be celebrating him in the home, to be leading your family as such and caring for them in whatever ways you see fit as you work through this. Uh, Please make this a prayerful time as you consider, because I'm telling you, your home can be rocked for Jesus Christ if you put him first and you start doing what he calls you to do. Uh, Don't live with the norms and the mores of what this world teaches. Let God teach you and watch him work in your lives. And all of God's people said... All right, let's pray.